Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the warm summer of 1972, the quiet town of Bothell, Washington, was forever scarred by a chilling crime that left 20-year-old Jody Loomis dead along a secluded dirt road. For nearly 47 haunting years, her murder remained a cold case, shrouded in mystery. Then, in 2018, a seemingly innocuous coffee cup became the key to unlocking the secrets of the past. But just as the wheels of justice seemed poised to turn, tragedy struck once more. This is Monsters. In 1972, Bothell, Washington retained the essence of a small, tight-knit community. Surrounded by lush greenery, the town's ambiance was marked by a pervasive sense of simplicity and routine. As residents strolled along the tree-lined streets, it was a backdrop of familiarity against the canvas of the Pacific Northwest. During that summer, Botham's rhythm followed the predictable cadence of everyday life. Local businesses, modest houses, and the occasional diner were the cornerstones of daily interactions. The town's atmosphere exuded a timeless charm, seemingly shielded from the external tumult of a nation grappling with broader challenges. However, this unassuming exterior belied the undercurrents of change. The Vietnam War cast a shadow over the era, and the town, while seemingly immune to the large upheavals, would soon find itself entangled in a chilling mystery. Jody Loomis was born on June 5, 1952, in Salt Lake City, Utah, to parents John Paul Loomis and Rosemary Maddie Curry. As the middle child, nestled between her elder brother John and younger sister, Jody's presence illuminated their household. Jody's upbringing was rooted in a family filled with love and shared experiences. Standing at a petite 5 foot 2 or 157 centimeters, Jody defied her physical stature with a strong personality and a commanding presence. Her striking blonde hair and blue eyes mirrored the beauty of her compassionate soul. Jody possessed an unwavering love for animals and the great outdoors, a passion that resonated with her vibrant spirit. One defining moment in Jody's life unfolded when she confronted hunters callously shooting pigeons. Unyielding in her principles, Jody told the men off and brought one of the wounded pigeons home. In a tender display of kindness, she nursed the injured bird back to health. 
Tragically, Jody's promising life would soon be cut short. On the warm evening of August 23, 1972, Jody embarked on a routine bike ride to visit her horse at a stable approximately six miles from her family home in Snohomish County. At around 5.30 p.m., a couple discovered her fighting for her life along a secluded dirt track halfway to her destination. Partially nude and critically wounded from a gunshot to the head, Jody was rushed to the hospital by the people who had found her, but tragically, she was pronounced dead upon arrival. An autopsy later confirmed that she had also been sexually assaulted, casting an even darker shadow over the tragedy in the serene town. In the aftermath of Jody's murder, investigators adhered to the customary approach to any homicide by scrutinizing those closest to the victim. Jody's fiancé, Jim, who had been living at the Loomis home just prior to the tragedy, faced initial suspicions. However, alibis quickly exonerated him as he was at work at the hospital when Jody's lifeless body arrived, oblivious to the unfolding tragedy. The focus then shifted to the Rice family, particularly Ken and his son, Alan, who were chopping wood near the crime scene. Despite initial suspicions, the family's proximity to the crime scene did not yield conclusive evidence. As frustration mounted, the investigation stalled for nearly two years until a tip injected a glimmer of hope. Information surfaced about a group associated with a biker gang, the Reaper's Roadmen, who had allegedly bragged about raping and killing a young woman. The ominous revelation tied back to a 22 caliber pistol, the same caliber as the weapon used to end Jody's life. However, the subsequent FBI ballistics test debunked the connection, leaving investigators once again grappling with the mystery. With Jody's killer still at large, fear enveloped the community as other young women began to vanish. The emergence of a serial killer targeting college-aged girls intensified the unease. The hunt for the predator took a significant turn with the emergence of Ted Bundy as the prime suspect. The suspicion of Ted Bundy's involvement in Jody Loomis's murder was fueled by a confluence of factors that led investigators to consider him as a potential suspect. During the initial stages of the investigation, as fear gripped Snohomish County due to a series of disappearances of young women, Bundy emerged as a notorious figure in the region's criminal landscape. Ted Bundy operated in the Pacific Northwest during the same time frame of Jody's murder. The geographical proximity of his criminal activities in Snohomish County raised concerns that he might have been involved in Jody's case. The age and physical characteristics of Jody bore some resemblance to Bundy's known victims. Many of Bundy's targets were young women with long brown hair, which, though not an exact match, triggered concerns that Jody could fit the profile of a Bundy victim. Bundy was known for his predatory behaviors, which included abductions, sexual assaults, and murders. While the specifics of Jody's case did not align perfectly with Bundy's known methods, the fear that a serial killer might be operating in the area prompted investigators to explore potential links. Despite the initial theory that Ted Bundy could be responsible, investigators ultimately concluded that the details of Jody's murder did not align with Bundy's established modus operandi. The inconsistencies, combined with the absence of concrete evidence linking Bundy to the crime, led them to shift their focus away from the infamous serial killer. While biological evidence collected from Jody's body provided a starting point, with no witnesses to the crime and limited concrete evidence, the case quickly went cold. 
Despite initial efforts and the ruling out of a few potential suspects, the passage of time cast a shroud of uncertainty over the investigation. Decades later, the cold case unit from Snohomish County reignited efforts to solve Jody's murder, pinning hopes on advancements in DNA technology. However, authorities realized that crucial evidence from the case had gone missing over the years. Vaginal swabs, the victim's underwear, and even the bullet that claimed Jody's life had vanished, leaving investigators with an uphill battle to reconstruct the narrative. Amidst the setbacks, a glimmer of hope materialized in an unexpected place. The left boot that Jody had been wearing at the time of her murder. In a twist of fate, the boot revealed the presence of semen. In 2008, the crime laboratory successfully developed a DNA profile from that crucial piece of evidence, breathing new life into the stagnant investigation. Despite entering the profile into CODIS, the National DNA Database, no matches were found. Around a decade later, in July of 2018, a breakthrough arrived in the form of forensic genealogy. The DNA profile from the semen-stained boot was submitted to Parabon Nanolabs, a Virginia-based company specializing in DNA matching. Through a meticulous comparison with the public genealogy database, investigators honed in on potential suspects by identifying matches with family members. The investigation eventually narrowed down the Miller family, with Terrence Miller emerging as the prime suspect. Terrence Miller was a retired heavy equipment operator residing just miles away from the crime scene. His troubling past, marked by convictions for lewd conduct in 1968 and the molestation of a preteen girl in the 1970s, painted a grim picture. Allegations of sexual abuse against children further intensified the gravity of the accusations. In a meticulously planned operation, undercover police officers discreetly followed Terrence Miller, collecting a discarded coffee cup he left outside a local casino. The DNA profile derived from the cup yielded a chilling revelation. It was an exact match to the semen found on Jody's boot. Terrence Miller, now 78 years old, was arrested in April of 2019, facing charges related to the sexual assault and murder of Jody Loomis. Pleading not guilty to the charges, Terrence Miller faced trial in late 2020. The courtroom witnessed two weeks of intense testimonies and evidence presentations. However, tragedy struck once more on November 9, 2020, just before the jury could deliver a verdict. Terrence Miller died by self-inflicted means at his home, leaving behind unanswered questions and a community grappling with the abrupt end to a long-awaited trial. The jury, unaware of Terence's death, later found him guilty of first-degree murder. The poignant irony of the verdict echoed through the courtroom, symbolizing a form of justice, albeit a posthumous one. In December of 2020, the defense attempted to vacate the guilty verdict, citing various reasons, but the conviction stood, closing a chapter that spanned nearly five decades. The case of Jody Loomis stands as a stark testament to the relentless pursuit of justice and the evolving landscape of forensic technology. From the initial shadows of a cold case to the revelation of missing evidence and the subsequent breakthroughs in DNA profiling and forensic genealogy, the journey to unmask Jody's killer was fraught with challenges and setbacks. The tragic end to Terrence Miller's life only added a layer of complexity to an already intricate narrative. He put an end to his own existence because he couldn't stand being exposed as the monster he truly was. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help.
Please talk to your local shelter or call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or you can go to thehotline.org to chat with someone online. This website is set up so that, at any time, hitting the escape key twice will take you to a Google search page. That way, if your abuser is nearby, you won't get caught seeking help. If you're having feelings of harming yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility. Call 911 or call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline by simply dialing 988 in the United States. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and will talk to you about any mental health issue you may be facing. If you are a member of the LGBTQ community and suffering from discrimination, depression, or are in need of any support, please contact the LGBT National Hotline at 1-888-843-4564 or go to lgbthotline.org. Thanks so much for letting me tell you this story. If you enjoyed it, subscribe on whatever platform you're on, hit like, rate us, or leave us a comment. You can check out our other show, Somewhere Sinister, on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, check out our merchandise at thisismonsters.com. The link is in the description. Thanks again, and be safe.